Welcome to the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arzu Babri. In this community, we embark on a journey towards self-discovery in order to reclaim our sovereignty and live a life rich in connection, meaning, and purpose. Welcome back, friends. I hope that you are all doing well. This week, we are talking all about spiritual awakenings, and you may have to come back and re-listen to certain sections of today's episode because it's jam-packed with information. And if you're hearing it for the first time, it might seem slightly overwhelming. So for now, just get comfortable and relax, and I will kick it off with a story. So I had a patient in clinic a while ago who came in for a very minor health concern. Physically, he seemed very healthy, and throughout the entire visit, he kept telling me how he had everything in life. A beautiful home, a beautiful wife, a great job, a supportive family, how he could outdo anyone at the gym, and so on and so forth. And I remember thinking... Okay, well, your life sounds pretty great. Why are you telling me all of this? Are you trying to convince me or are you trying to convince yourself? And as I had this thought, he suddenly said to me, I have all of these things, but I feel empty inside. And I thought, there it is. And I tested the water a bit just to see if he was ready to hear what I was about to say. And intuitively, I could feel he wasn't entirely ready for it. So I just left the idea out there for him to explore in the future if he wanted to on his own. But what I've noticed is that I hear this far too often where lots of people are traveling through life aimlessly. They've done majority of the things that they thought would bring them happiness, and maybe it did, but the joy quickly faded away as soon as the task was completed. So what is it that's missing in people's life? I find over and over again that what is missing for most people is the recognition and awareness of their spiritual self. If you remember back to episode one, I mentioned how we live in a world that is deeply consumed with an overactive mind and the needs of the physical body. And a good way of looking at this would be if each aspect of self, including the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects represented the pillars of a home if one pillar is ignored it's very easy for that home to come crumbling down because it lacks true stability so if we are overindulged in one aspect of self and ignoring another this is where this sense of emptiness or a need for meaning may be stemming from for a lot of people Now, because this is such a widespread issue, I wanted to talk a little bit about how we came to this point collectively. So in today's episode, we will briefly cover the historical importance of today's topic, talk quickly about kind of the neurobiology of spirituality, and then take a deep dive into the stages of spiritual awakening. So if you want to skip ahead, I will leave a timestamp in the show notes of where I'll be discussing the different stages of spiritual awakening, and you can skip ahead to that part if you like. So in terms of history, in the 17th and 18th centuries, there was a big shift that took place referred to as the Age of Enlightenment, where old ideas and traditions were rationally investigated, and people of that time began to define knowledge by reason and science, and religion and spirituality were seen as blocks to enlightenment. So during this Age of Enlightenment, traditional authority was questioned. And people began to embrace the idea that humanity could be improved through rational change. So interestingly enough, 
This time period preceded the scientific revolution, which shifted focus even more towards modern science, rationale, reason, and evidence. So fast forward to 2021, where we are living in a world with the majority of humanity completely disconnected from a sense of identity, unity, meaning, and purpose. And the interesting part is that it is much easier to control those that are lost and confused or consumed by the material world versus someone who stands for something greater than themselves. So I just wanted to highlight that because I want whoever is listening to understand the significance and importance of a spiritual awakening and what that means not only for you, but for humanity. Now, although many people can choose to embark on a spiritual journey, Most people that go through a spiritual awakening are actually chosen by the spiritual path. And that's what I want to discuss in today's episode. So let's start by covering what some people have described a spiritual awakening as. Some people refer to it as a new form of awareness and enlightenment, an opportunity to connect to God, source, universe, a newfound clarity and perspective on life, and even a method of releasing human suffering. Now, to me, a spiritual awakening is a transformative journey that connects you back to your spiritual essence and therefore to your truest and purest self. The word enlightenment is a descriptive word that's indicating that we are shining light on our darkest spots in order to expand into the highest version of ourselves. So we're shining light to bring ourselves out of ignorance and the prison that we have unknowingly created for ourselves. Now, many studies have attempted to explain what is happening during a spiritual awakening through something known as neurotheology, which is the field of study correlating brain activity with religious and spiritual phenomena. And what they've found so far is that the parietal lobes, which are located just behind the very top of your head, are associated with our sense of spatial orientation, which is our awareness of our bodies in relation to the environment. And what these studies have found is that there is a decrease in activity in the parietal lobes during intense spiritual state. So what that indicates is that when you're in an intense spiritual state, there's almost a loss of sense of self. And other studies have suggested that the regions of the brainstem known as the periaqueductal gray, the PEG, are also involved potentially and different spiritual practices activate different areas of the brain. What I find very interesting about this is that they're studying the wrong system because spirituality lives in the heart and the soul. The whole point of spirituality is to connect yourself to spirit by disengaging from the mind that keeps you trapped in life. And you cannot quantify something that is limitless and intangible. You can't attempt to rationalize or reason your way through something that is meant to be experienced and felt. It's almost like trying to quantify the feeling of love. So with that in mind, let's jump right into the steps involved in a spiritual awakening. And now keep in mind, the steps that I'm going to be covering in today's episode aren't necessarily linear because everyone's journey will look very different, but there will be echoes of similar themes universally. And also the timing of each phase can vary quite vastly, again, depending on your personal journey and your openness because your free will and resistance can prolong certain legs of the journey and the rest is up to divine timing. 
So phase one of spiritual awakening is what I refer to as the passage of awakening, because I see this as almost a gentle initiation into the awakening process. And for many, this can begin as a series of minor wake up calls that can span a few years, actually, depending on when you take the initiative to actively investigate the shifts that are taking place in your life. And for some, it can actually quite literally start as consistently waking up at the exact same time, which is most often around 3 to 3.30 a.m. So you're quite literally experiencing a wake up call. And often in the stage, you may find that you are seeing one repetitive number. And for everyone, that number can be different based on their personal spiritual path. So I won't give any specific examples here. It may also look like hearing things that go against what you have been taught lifelong, which might spark your curiosity and initiate a gentle discovery of the truth. The key to the stage is that there is a magnetic pull and need to seek and find both the truth and the meaning of life. You may find that you have a newly formed fascination with the metaphysical, spiritual, and energetic realms, including even quantum physics which will help you to see past the illusions of reality. In this phase, you will slowly be putting the pieces of the puzzle together and where there was once confusion, there is going to be an establishment of a deep knowing and understanding that starts to give you a deeper sense of meaning and purpose to life. Now, the interesting part about this phase is because it's a preparation for the next phase, you may find that you are faced with little fires or challenges that you have have to overcome as an initiation for what's to come. And if you were to reflect on your entire life, you will realize that you have been on this path lifelong, but the initiation doesn't happen until much later in life. And there may have always been something very different about you that you may not have outwardly expressed at a young age, but inevitably you have had a deep inner knowing that you had a bigger life purpose other than just existing in this world. So often I find these are the children that are very curious and almost have a warrior-like spirit where they feel that they need to stand up for those that are vulnerable and defend against injustice. Phase two of spiritual awakening is what I refer to as the passage of resurrection. And it's interesting because I think most people refer to this stage as the initiation to a spiritual awakening because it's the most difficult stage to overcome. But like I said before, people that are destined for this journey have often lived lives that presented many challenges starting at a very young age, which laid the foundation for this stage in that you have a mental, emotional resilience that you've built throughout your life. And that's what's going to serve you in this phase. So what this phase is all about is that this will be your rock bottom and will often involve one situation that will seem like the most difficult and challenging situation that you have ever experienced. And this is often referred to as the dark night of the soul. I call it the resurrection phase because it is a passage through death as a means for rebirth. This is the death of old beliefs, habits, and mindsets that can quite literally feel like a deep depression and loss. And for most people, it does involve some sort of a devastating loss that propels them into this stage. And I find 
that being thrown into this stage is almost necessary because no one actively chooses to go through the pain that accompanies an awakening journey. And like I said, the path chooses you because of a higher calling. So don't the most important thing is to kind of step outside of that victim mentality. So the loss can be very different for everyone. For some, it's a financial loss, including home or a career. For many, it involves a divorce or a breakup. For others, it's a loss of a loved one. But really, in essence, regardless of what you lose in the material world, the real devastation of this phase is the loss of your false sense of identity, along with everything you knew to be true. So this phase involves a deep level of solitude. And because of that, you will feel very detached from people, places, and things that you once identified with. So what's happening in this phase is that your vision and idea of how life should have been has completely shattered for you. And what you need to realize is that this is an opportunity to completely restructure everything and a chance for your true identity to be revealed by leaving behind what no longer serves you and all of the things that you were told to be that have covered your true essence like a thick cloud or a shadow. And now everyone has a shadow aspect, which is the less embodied, less conscious version of self. But most people choose to live in their shadow instead of bringing these lower aspects of self into conscious awareness for an opportunity to heal them. But on this journey and in this phase in particular, you begin to do that shadow work, which really involves shedding your limiting beliefs that in turn will bring to the surface many many past painful experiences but you can't be afraid of this because this is the most brilliant opportunity that you have to heal and move move past these limitations instead of living in their shadow and dimming your light now because the breakdown of the mind happens so suddenly in this phase it almost feels like a state of shock to both the body and the mind which for many can ignite the stress response where your survival instincts will kick in and your immediate thought is, how do I survive this? Now, if your survival mechanism is to numb, distract, or avoid your pain or play victim, you can very easily get stuck in this phase and solidify negative beliefs about yourself, like identifying with your suffering. And you end up living life in your darkest shadows, which then will cause you to draw in things that confirm your false beliefs because you are simply just numbing or suppressing them. So this is what happens to those that miss their opportunity for awakening because the key to the stage is to resurrect. You need to shift out of this rock bottom by establishing a brand new version of yourself with healthy supportive habits by finding and adjusting to a new level of existence. So you need to let go, accept what happened and change your response. Moving right along to phase three, which is the passage of grace. Now, this isn't necessarily a separate phase on its own. It's the light of hope that shines through during the darkest moments. So often this passage is speckled among the passage of resurrection because it will serve as your saving grace. This phase will fuel your hope your faith, and your reason to continue to push through the healing. This phase to me is one of the most magical experiences as it is all about synchronicities that take shape in the form of repetitive signs, symbols, 
and numbers. And a good point to note here is that in this phase, there is a higher degree of frequency in the rate at which you see these synchronicities, because at this point you are already awakened and there's no going back. So it's a much higher rate that than the first stage of seeing repetitive signs. And in this phase, you will feel a heightened sense of connection with your dreams. So in that, what I mean by that is that you will have more frequent, frequent dreams. They will be more vivid and more meaningful. So your dreams will bring to the surface, the things that need further healing and attention. So you need to really begin to pay attention to the repetitive dreams that you're having in this phase. The reason why I call this phase the passage of grace is because these beautiful synchronicities will create a very incredible emotional state for you where you will feel a deep sense of connection to something way bigger than you and you will experience a heart opening beyond anything you have ever known. So you may form a new definition of love and tap into higher dimensions of being and in this phase you will recognize your gifts and your true essence. You may dive deeper into knowing and understanding your personality through various sacred teachings and modalities. And the most beautiful part of all is that the teachers will find you. So along the way, you will meet so many incredible individuals that will impart some deeply profound bits of wisdom for you to carry along on your journey. Phase number four is the phase of knowing. So this is often a lifelong journey of ascension and connecting to your higher self. And in this phase, you have an opportunity for healing, rebirth, and establishing an entirely new perspective on life. So this is where you begin to solidify your inner knowing and your true beliefs. And with the falling apart of the people that no longer were an energetic match to your new identified frequency, you begin to pull in people from your soul tribe. So this is where you will meet people that completely understand your essence without you having to explain yourself. There will be an equal exchange in terms of friendship and energy where you'll learn from one another and continually grow and evolve together. So in this phase, you begin to look at life from a higher perspective, and this is why it's called ascension. You're moving beyond the 3D plane and into a higher state of consciousness, which is all inclusive and you may not see the end result but you are fully aware that a grander story is taking place with purpose and reason behind every obstacle that comes your way so your ability to shed the old is highly upgraded and you are more well equipped at letting go of what no longer is a an energetic match in order to allow what is meant for you to flow in in this phase, you will feel a deeper connection to your higher self, whereby your internal guidance shines through and you begin to express your unique power. You will feel your spirit being pulled to where it belongs and you will stand firm in your knowing in a much more empowered state. And because of this level of authenticity, you will feel as though you are almost magnetic to your dreams and your ability to manifest your goals is heightened. And the final stage of spiritual awakening is the passage of surrender. This is the phase of oneness, unity, or self-transcendence, where you have fully actualized your authenticity, personal power, and higher self. This phase is signified by a deep level of peace, unity, and empathy. You will feel fully connected to your intuition and your creator. 
you will be living and breathing your life purpose and living in a fully surrendered state where you let go with ease and grace and live with the natural current of life without much resistance. Now it takes some people years to get to this point because you can teeter back and forth between the second, third, and fourth stages, which really involves dismantling one shadow at a time, getting a glimpse of hope, connecting to your inner knowing, unveiling the meaning and grounding the lesson, which will then support you to move on to the next lesson. So really what's happening is that healing is taking place in layers. And each time you ground a lesson, you're connecting more deeply to your higher self. So you learn one thing, ground it, and the next time you dig a little bit deeper. So the passage of surrender is where your life is dedicated to acts of service. You have full self-awareness and you are carried through life because of your devotion to a higher power. You recognize that there is more to existence than just this temporary fleeting life. So those were really the five stages of spiritual awakening. So what do you do if you're experiencing this? First of all, it is very important to recognize that not everyone will go through a spiritual awakening. Everyone's life path and purpose is very different. And although every single human being is given many opportunities to awaken to their highest potential, not everyone accepts that path because it's not an easy path to walk. It's not for the faint of heart. So if you are on this path and you feel lonely, just know that you have a very different life purpose and your soul chose this path before you were even born. So master the art of letting go, get comfortable with solitude, implement spiritual practices to help raise your frequency and educate yourself in all the areas you feel naturally pulled towards in order to connect to your heart and your intuition. And with that, let's move right into this week's episode prompt. So as per usual, you can pause after each prompt to either reflect on internally or to journal about. So prompt number one is, what does spirituality mean to me? Prompt number two, what practices help to connect me to my spiritual self? And prompt number three, in what moments of my life have I felt a sense of unity and oneness? All right, friends, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Sovereign Soul podcast. I hope that this episode was enlightening and supportive for those who are actually experiencing this type of journey. If you feel like anyone would resonate with today's topic, feel free to share it with them. And until next time, have a beautiful rest of your week.